Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. First of all, thank you all for giving me this opportunity. to serve you and through the service to express my love to you. As you are all familiar with Gurudev's teachings, serve and love at the very basis any spiritual practice. When you love, you serve. When you serve, you love. They go hand in hand. And that seems to be the only way to keep our turbulent mind calm. all familiar with the aim behind all these yoga practices, which is to keep the mind well balanced, as the sacred Bhagavad Gita presents, samatvam yoga uchyati. What you call yoga is to maintain equanimity. I like to say again, to maintain equanimity, not to obtain equanimity. You know the difference between obtaining something and maintaining something. Obtaining is what you get newly, which you had never been experienced or you never had it before, then you get it, it's called obtaining. But maintaining means you have it and you are asked to keep it in its own good condition. maintenance shop just maintains your vehicles, doesn't obtain a vehicle for you. In the spiritual sense, whatever you obtain, you might lose, because anything that comes will have the opposite of going away. You welcome somebody, I saw there, beautifully written out. And soon after the talk you will have to say farewell to you, Swamiji. Because when there is a coming, there is a going. So when you are going to get equanimity or obtain peace, you cannot keep it for long. 
instead maintain it. That means you have that equanimity always. You have that peace as your true nature. To give a simple analogy, take a balance. Samatvam scale that's what you call balance because it is always balanced just the minute you lift up you see both the pans settled in the same height and the central pointer shows to the zero that's why we call it balance some of you might be very familiar with weighing chemicals in the chemical lab laboratory chemistry before you measure the or weigh the chemicals you lift up the balance allow it to oscillate and see it comes to a standstill and the pointer shows exactly to the zero. Only then you put your weight in one pan. If you want five grams, you put five gram weight and then you put the chemicals. Until the pan comes to the level and the pointer comes to zero. Imagine, as you lift the balance, the pointer is not in the zero. And if it is already leaning to the right or left, can you get the correct weight? No. So before you weigh anything, you should weigh the balance itself and make sure that it is well balanced. Then you can weigh anything you want and the balance doesn't mind whether you are going to weigh a lump of clay or a piece of gold. When you put a piece of gold that pan doesn't say, hey, I have a piece of gold so I can lean a little more that side. No. It doesn't matter to it where it is gold or clay. All it knows is its weight. Sometimes you ask a child to put a piece of clay, the balance doesn't mind. Oh, it's a, it's a, a child. I don't mind. I can show any weight I want because it's a child. Only a professor of chemistry should do it. Then I have to show correct weight. No. So it doesn't matter who puts what. It doesn't matter who puts what. The balance shows the correct weight because it's already well balanced. So you can call a balance or a scale a yogic instrument. 
that is what we expect to maintain within us that means our mind is the balance or the scale of the weighing machine the mind cannot weigh things or to use the correct term in the worldly sense the mind cannot judge things the mind cannot understand things correctly our mind cannot realize their true worth if the mind is not in the neutral position in the zero point so before you want to understand anything before even you want to understand a lecture or a book or a person before you want to judge somebody make sure that the instrument which you are using to judge somebody is already self judged and it is balanced already there is a beautiful saying in english charity begins at home as yogis we can rephrase that to say everything begins at home not only charity understanding begins at home peace begins at home judgment begins at home because you are the judge if you do not use balanced mind you cannot bring the correct weight that is the main goal behind yoga keep the mind well balanced keep it in the zero point here we should understand the zero itself in the mathematics zero plays an important role it's a beautiful thing what you call zero unfortunately it depends upon where and how you get it to at the end of the course in your examination paper if you get a zero you get nothing but if the judge or the professor puts a one in the before, beginning and then puts a zero you get 10 point if you put another zero you get 100 If you add one more zero, you get thousand. That means until that one is there, any amount of zero is just zero. But with that one in the front, every zero adds ten times the value. And 
there is another beautiful meaning for zero. The entire cosmos is zero. Circle. The complete circle. Fullness. Purnam mata. Purnam mitam. Puri. What you eat every day is puri. Why you call it puri? Because it's complete. Puri ho gaya. Hai nahi. Kya hai? Puri. Puri hai. Dil mein puri hai. Fullness in the mind. Completeness. Is also identified as zero. So you see the beauty of zero? In plain language you can say zero is everything as well as nothing. It can express the extremes. It is all and nothing. And in a way that is what we talk about God also. Even a guru is everything and nothing. Brahmanandam, Paramasugatam, Kyavalam, Kyavalam is nothing. Triguna Rahitam, if there is no Gunam, is nothing. So with all your praise, what do you talk about the Guru? You say, Oh Guru, you are nothing. Triguna Rahitam, Kyavalam. And because you are able to put yourself in the position of nothing, you are everything as well. God in the unmanifested state, Nirgunan, Nirakaran, Niranjanan, that means nothing. But in the manifested state, everything the entire cosmos, the whole creation, the whole cosmos is the expression of that inexpressible one. So you can say God also is nothing and everything. And remember the meaning of nothing. What is the meaning of nothing? Can you tell me what is the meaning of nothing? Nothing. Is that true? No. No thing. Nothing means no thing. N-O, then T-H-I-N-G. No thing is nothing. So that means it has not become a thing. Anything that has not yet become a thing is nothing. But when it becomes a thing, then you call it something. And when it becomes everything, you call it fullness, purnam, everything. So God is not just something. God is everything, at the same time nothing. That's why the term presents the fact that extremes meet. If you keep on going towards east, 
you know where will you come back the same place where you started <laughs> turn around and go keep on going to the west <laughs> come back to the same place that means the beginning and the end meet adi anta ahitan is god adi anadi beginning and end beginningless and endless that is the fullness and you know what is the spelling for god in english ha g o d what is the very center of god So I didn't say anything new. I'm not putting God down. The God, the very God's name itself says, "My very center is zero." The center of God, the core of God, is nothing and everything. And there are left and right, G and D. Huh? and to god's left if god is zero what is to god's right g not to you to you it is in the left g but to god's right is g so whatever is good is god's right g stands for good whatever is devilish god want you to be left out that's why it's in the left so good and bad are on either side of the zero that means god can be good and also be bad essentially god is neither good nor bad zero or everything but if you look from the right angle it's good because you begin with g and say oh it's god but if you take a wrong angle and read it the other way how do you read god in the other way huh d o g that we have a lot of gods there also so god is god as well as dog it all depends upon how you see huh everything is like that everything in nature is like that you can see it as good see it as bad use it for good use it for bad money you can use it for good if you come and take a course here spend some nice time go to las vegas the gambling den with the same money you'll know what it will bring you maybe you are not well aware of las vegas to talking about america huh? the gambling city actually we don't have a big gambling city like that here everything in the the very nature is god 
everything in the creation is God's expression and they have these qualities. If you just don't touch it, it is nothing to you. If you begin to use it, then it becomes something. And if you use it in the right way, it's good. If you use it in the wrong way, it's bad. Even your yoga practices, even your achievements in yoga, take a small pen knife. Is knife good or bad? Huh? Yogis, what else would they say? Yes, life is both. Electricity, good or bad? Plug a lamp, gives you light, good. Plug your fingers, gives you shock. So some people plug their fingers and say, Oh boy, electricity is terribly dangerous. We should not have electricity. Destroy the temple, destroy the books, burn the books. <laughs> People who have plucked themselves with, with God in the wrong direction got shocks. <laughs> they wanted to destroy everything. And they call some, themselves atheists. It's not the fault of God the fault of their approach. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.